Yeah, I think I I embrace you in in some in some way. I embrace the the. I embrace your your energy and that's awesome man come on dudes going on you're listening to the moron bro show here at realpunkradio.com my name is keegan i'm cj and we are the moron bros every single week we are bringing you the coldest the chilliest the glacieraliest music from across the internet and more today we are joined by two very special guests two uh really good friends now because we've been hanging out for a while uh joe and dave from Eyes of Anguish. What's up, gentlemen? What's happening, man? Guys? Uh, if you want to introduce yourselves individually, that way everybody knows who's talking. All right, uh, Joe. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm Joe. Joey Wise. I am the front man for Eyes of Anguish. I've actually also been on another Keegan and Friends production just recently. So, if you hear my voice sounding familiar, that's just uh, where I've been. Yeah. Got close to uh, almost getting on the live show, but. Uh... No cigar. Oh, yeah. I'm dog shit at game show trivia. <laughs> trivia. <laughs> it's the only game that mattered. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and our second guest. And you get more physical challenges for that show. That's, though. dude, honestly, I'm thinking about getting a pool of GAC for the live show. Okay. Oh, I would I would absolutely demol. Oh, you see, it's for the live show. I've already been eliminated, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm getting a small pool ladder and some gas. It should just be like a total game of chance where you get a bunch of stretch Armstrongs and each dude just goes as far as they can and whoever's <laughs> arm breaks loses, like a wishbone game, but somebody's getting fucking walloped with a stretch Armstrong. Oh, dude, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the person that gets hit wins, right? Yeah, but they still get walloped, you know? It's a win-lose situation. Yeah, but as long as they win. 
So it's like a wishbone situation, but with yeah. dire consequences. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. I love um, it. And our other guest, Dave, bassist. What's up, dude? What's up, man? I'm Dave Vid, bassist of Eyes of Anguish. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, no problem. No problem. I just checked out your guys' new single, uh, Glacier, today. It was fucking sick, guys. Uh, I'm, I'm loving it. Thank when you. is the whole yeah. when is the whole album looking to come out? So uh we are it's gonna be a part of a six song EP, both of which uh Glaciers and our other single Thorns are gonna be on. That is set to release no later than January of twenty twenty three. Um but I'm hoping to maybe talk my producer into maybe like getting it all finished to us by the end of December so that we can really sit out like at the very first second uh past midnight on New Year's Day, because that'd be sick. So yeah. uh, we'll let you guys know how that goes. Hell yeah. Well, I was going to say, I mean, not, 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 to, not to knock it, but it's like you get a single like this and you're like, oh, man, I want to hear more. Like, I, like, especially because, like, you do definitely hear a, like, I've, I've, I told you guys this off air, but, like, you hear the step up in production and it's like, ooh, I want to hear, like, what all of this is, you know? Yeah, dude, it's such a painful uh, waiting process. So painful. And you get results yeah. like that, though. Like, Glacier, like, we're going to play it later in the show. We're going to have a, a full More Umbros episode. Like, a, like a, you know, we have our, our death pool. We'll have Hanson coming up. We've got our, our uh, musical history. But we've got we've got Glaciers coming up later in the show as well. Or Glacier coming up later in the show as well. And, like... Glaciers, you were at the It's Glaciers? Time. Fuck. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, you know... That song, I mean, it's 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 great, and I'm like, oh man. And so when you get like results like that, you know, it's the wait might be well worth it. My favorite oh, part of being in a band, <laughs> <laughs> recording the anxiety of finally releasing a track and getting it. Well, heard. I guess in my situation, I'm usually like uh, more involved in the mixing and mastering process. The production value, by the yeah. way, uh, Which I am I'm the been worst personal witness. <clears throat> yeah hey man like, i don't know about worse i was about check to give this you props check this one out check this one out <laughs> your dj butt lust work is some of your best work to date <clears throat> we're working on it we're working on a dj butt lust moron bros a weird time collaboration <laughs> uh, we're, we're gonna do a rendition of uh, um ted nugent's cat scratch fever but it's gonna be super gay and we're calling it can't stand beaver <laughs> i can't wait for that it's gonna be a side podcast like i'll have keegan and friends and then cj will have music time with dj Buttlust. we should make a bunch of those songs and then your uh game show guest can guess the actual song that it's based off of. oh my god yes <laughs> yes that sounds amazing I would i'm making, the music, I'm making the music different enough for can't stand beaver that you're like this is Cat Scratch Beaver, but just barely. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so Eyes of Anguish. Um, you, what else do you guys got uh, going on? Is there anything else uh, coming up that you guys are excited for? Well, uh, yeah. we are playing a free all-ages Halloween show with costumes and curtains on uh, d- October 29th uh, at the Quarry Bar and Grill Ballroom. Uh, out in Thornton, Illinois. So if you're in the area, it's all ages. Bring the kids. You know, it's going to be a uh, dope little fun show with uh, a killer lineup, honestly. We brought uh, 
feels like karma for Joliet. We got Hudson Hill and uh, who else we got on that bill, David? Voice of Silas from uh, Fort Wayne. Silas. Ooh, okay. I actually caught one. I I was on your guys's YouTube today, and I caught your guys's uh, live set in Fort Wayne. Uh, speaking yeah. of, and uh, dude, that set was fucking solid, guys. Thank you, thank you. Probably a rock star saloon, I'm guessing. I think I'm so. I think so. It, dude, it was like it was very like I, I definitely like got the, like because you know you listen to uh you listen to some bands live and especially heavier bands you you lose a lot of like what it actually is in a recording. Uh, 100% and uh, though, bro, not to interrupt you, but that show it was a fun show, but that shows nothing compared to like what we are today. You know, like that. Oh, like, yeah. Even the brothers were just still fresh into the band for that show, you know. Mm-hmm. So now, now it's just like we're all, we've all bonded and have just such a better active show than what you guys saw in that YouTube show. Okay. Yeah. You guys got it set up. I like, I seen you at the Hobart Art Theater, those little stage risers you bring out and shit. Yep. 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 That's a good idea. Yeah. Those ego boxes have been traveling with us a lot lately. A lot of big compliments on that. We had a we had a pretty big show uh, Saturday last Saturday with for the Savage Ladies of Metal, and so many people came up to us talking about how they loved the ego boxes and those were badass. And yeah, that's uh, definitely part of the show now. The great Dude, I love that product. Product. Yeah, those are the fucking best. Anything that you can like it put at the front, especially to just give everybody in the band an opportunity to like kind of get up and like feel like they're it, dude it's so much fun i love that shit i used to have two big ass pa speakers that were like tall rather than wide and they were like uh-huh. four speakers a piece and i would just lay them on their sides and like turn them away because usually i would play like uh like backyard shows and shit so like i would turn them away from the audience because it was going to be loud as shit anyway so that you could actually hear and then just use those as like riser boxes like that it was I yep. love that shit. Those old custom speakers, like the heavy leather padding on the sides. Oh yeah, the ones that can withstand a beating, not like yeah. current model PAs. Yeah, current no, model PAs, they literally sneeze in the wrong funny. direction, they short. Yeah, they had a handle <laughs> on the wild. side. Electrocuted the fuck out of us. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> oh yeah, they did. <laughs> Our uh, old lead singer actually made the ego boxes. We kept those too. Nice. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> he, uh, Eric, our other guitar player, he built. Joey, a badass steel ego riser, like it's a long, nice size riser. It's heavy as fuck, but you know it's cool. But so it's like stuff, stuff like that that like makes you stand out too. For like a, a um, like somebody just like a passive person like watching the show is like, oh man, these guys like put some, like production into this. Yeah, ex- and exactly. That's what we need, man. More production, more stage production. More smoke. Oh, yeah. I mean, ultimately, we are putting on a show. You know, we've talked about this interpersonally just with the band. Um, there's there's going to be an element of people who are coming out to listen to the live music and how it sounds in person. But a lot of people are coming out, they want to see a show. They want it to be entertainment. So there's yeah. got to be some kind of aspect that's not theatrical because that shit gets weird after a certain level. But I mean, like, we're somewhat huge theatrical. Guar. We love Guar. Yeah, yeah see, yeah. Guar does it right. Guar knows what the fuck is up. People want to go see a show. They don't like, and I'm not saying dissing anybody. I love everybody, but anybody can go up there and just stand there and play an instrument and right. whatever. Absolutely. You put on a show. If you want to be noticed, you put on a fucking show. 
Like, I'll tell people this every single day, man. Like, Adam from Nonpoint is one of my biggest inspirations for shows because that dude is just all over the place. And he, yeah, he's a bass player, but you know what? He's a front man, dude. That dude, fucking, he stands out more than anybody in that band. Oh yeah, well, I've, I've there was this uh, there was a local band around here. I don't even want to say the name because I don't know if they're even still a band or whatever. But they had a bassist. They were I didn't really like them too much either, to be honest. But their bassist was like very charismatic, and it and he was kind of in the same fashion where it was like he didn't even sing. The guitarist and singer was like really supposed to be the main stay of the it band pushes everyone else when the bass players do that too so they're like fuck we got to do more than the bass player right and then meanwhile this dude's like spinning his bass around his head and shit like he was like <laughs> jumping and flying around the stage and you're like okay well that other guy doesn't stand a fucking chance like this guy this guy <laughs> rules dude, like, i gotta do this i gotta do my stage presence because they're out there wheedly deedling like you know, <laughs> I, i'm a bass player what the fuck they're not gonna hear me i'm just gonna fucking run around and be an asshole i guess hell yeah dude <laughs> yeah my my brother greg uh the lead guitarist he has plenty of solos in all of our songs now he likes to showcase how good he is and we want him to um it's to be expected um, but Eric, um, the founding member of Eyes of Anguish from the beginning, and uh, the rhythm guitarist, he'll go out into the crowd while he's playing because he's got a wireless setup, and he'll just oh, walk nice. through the crowd. And meanwhile, David's standing up on stage like, well, I want to get down too, and then he'll follow out into the crowd during certain songs too. Like, David wants to be I'll, seen, man. I jump. I'll jump. Hashtag more love to the bassists out there. Oh, dude, I used to have to bring like a change of clothes to a show. Because it was like, oh man, I'm gonna just sweat through everything. I planned well, I just on just, it. yeah, <laughs> just leaving it all on the stage. Fuck it. <laughs> CJ used to sweat because his bass was ninety pounds. After our set, dude, yeah, <laughs> my bass was so heavy. I just, I tried to do shit on stage. I ended up almost breaking my shoulder. <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> My five-string Jackson's heavy as fuck, and they want me to do bass spins, but I was like, man, maybe I'll do it with my Ibanez. That Jackson's a little heavy. Yeah. I just picked up a Jackson bass, and I fucking for... love it. Oh, dude, I love it like everybody. so much. I picked it up as a joke at Guitar Center, and I was like, oh my god, <laughs> I love this bass. And it was only $300, so I was like, this is now my bass. <laughs> yeah, well, like everybody um, out there who's in... I had a PVT-40 uh... before, and it was like a 75-pound bass. It was insane. <laughs> I got a little sound gear, whatever, Ibanez, and it's so light, like five pounds. You pick up this Jackson, it's like, oh. But I just need I everyone that, out yeah. there to step up and tell David that he needs to start doing bass spins. Even if you've never heard of us before, just what you, you need know, to tag do eyes is, of anguish in comments and say, get, David, um, do bass spins. You need to get that special uh, guitar strap that lets you just spin the guitar. <laughs> like the strap itself doesn't move, but the guitar just spins, kind of kiss style. Oh, oh yeah. Or, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, top. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just get one of those, dude. There you go. Oh you? my god, that would be awesome, dude. <laughs> that would be sick, dude. If I saw, like, if I saw a bassist, like, get up on you, like, get up on the riser. It's like right before a breakdown. Like, it's all everything, you know. You, and then you just start spinning your bass, and then the breakdown hits. Oh, I'm fucking somebody up so hard. <laughs> Yeah, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to write a long open E into one of your songs for that for sure. The, my the is just coming from downtown for some fool. Joey will vouch. You guys can't give me ideas like this because I'm gonna bring them to the table. Yeah, he'll actually do it. 
Dude, it can't be more than like fucking sixty or seventy dollars for that strap. I'm We're idea men. We don't necessarily do all the cool ideas that we have, but we have cool ideas. <laughs> Hell yeah. Absolutely confirm that Keegan is a crowd killer, by the way. <laughs> oh man. It's called the Mundo guitar strap. And it's oh, here 40, he is. 4850 euro. So yeah, so probably about Mundo. 60 bucks. Like... Probably about 60 bucks. I'm oh, seriously? Yeah. Dude, Wait, David, it, get it, on top of that shit. Come on. It, hold on. It operates on suction cups. I don't know how much I trust that. Yeah. Maybe use the bass you don't care about so much. Yeah. I don't have one. <laughs> I was say, he loves both of his bases. They're both get like, fucking... identical models of each other. Go, Go buy a, a P base. Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> we used to have our, our bassist used to have this uh, guitar that he would just break and then fix. And every show he would it's switch to that bass for the yeah. last song. And then as soon as we finished the song, he would just throw it up in the air and then walk away. I mean, apparently the Mundo strap is the strap that ZZ Top uses. Uh, it says the ZZ Top strap. I'm, I'm going to do it. I mean, worst case scenario, yeah. we practice with it. And well, now we have to go this. to their next show, CJ. Yeah, you're gonna need. I would just have. A, I would just have a spotter the first couple times I did it. You know? <laughs> Joe stands behind you with his hands out. That's exactly what it's gonna end also, up being. I'm uh, gonna have to be the spotter. <laughs> we don't yeah. have money for staffing. No, We're just not a, a local. Spotter. You're, you're gonna be called the fluffer now. You're gonna be fluffer. <laughs> the fluffer. What is this? <laughs> porn. Uh, <laughs> I'm a, especially the five string. Yeah, I would get a short scale bass for this too, just to have the shorter neck. Oh, yeah, dude, I'll definitely use my four-string. I ain't doing nothing that can damage my five-string at all. Yeah, for sure. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I got you my better not five, pussy my, out, David. My five-string's purple, and it's named after my favorite uh, strain, grand, uh, uh, Granddaddy Pert. There you go. Hell yeah. Um, But I know you guys also have another announcement, but I want to save that for the end of the show. Sure. So okay. everybody stick around, hang out with us. We're going to be chilling for the rest of the show. We've got a lot of music because there's four get or there's two guests, which means there's four of us, which means there's four weekly songs, there's four musical histories. So we got a bunch of music coming up for you this episode. So stick around, stick with us. You're here listening to the Moron Bros show. Uh the first thing we do every single week after we talk about really cool bass straps and um, the the band Eyes of Anguish in general, um, is that we do our weeks in review through song. These are necessarily not songs that like describe our week. They could just be songs that we've been jamming to all week. Uh, and Joe, Dave, why don't you let us know what songs you picked for us? Mine's easy. I, I always have uh, Architects from the UK on repeat, and I've been jamming to them a lot this week, so the jam that I'm going with is Gone with the Wind. All right, and Dave, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say, you may, I, I'm, and if I'm wrong, I'm sorry, but do you remember what song you picked? I do. <laughs> okay, hell yeah. I have this problem all the time. The only reason I say this is because I have that problem constantly when we do this show. <laughs> no, uh, my pick... Uh... One of my all-time favorite bands is Parkway Drive, and they just released an album, and I can't stop listening to Soul Bleach. Like, it's just a badass banger. Honestly, I, I'm not uh, very well-versed on Parkway Drive, but I was I was getting down with this fucking song when we were picking songs early. 
Dude, they jammed so hard. They're from Australia. You know, I was. They were supposed to come to Fort Wayne, Indiana, July second, and they canceled their whole U.S. tour. I was so uh, butthurt about that. I'm um, still butthurt about it. I still keep commenting on their shit. Come to America. <laughs> <laughs> Get up here, you fucks. <laughs> Django still owes me a Matt Wixon album. Absolutely. So for me, uh, I went with uh, the song that I've been just jamming to all week. Uh, same boat as everybody else. Big Iron on 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 his hip. I don't know what the is Big Iron is. It just Big Iron. It's just Big Iron. It's just Big Iron. Big Iron. I don't even know who it's by. I just I turn on Big Iron. Uh, I will Martin never Robinson. not be able to imagine the 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 beagle with the cowboy hat and then the shift to the Chihuahua with the cowboy hat. Oh my God! The song. What that exists? Yo, yeah. I'm gonna I'm I'll good. send it to the to the group chat later on. Please, please do. CJ. Right, and then uh Saturday? Yeah. Friday. No, so fr- Friday. Friday. It was Friday, yeah. I went to Reggie's and seen the Eradicator. The Eradicator. Reggie's, uh, yeah. I think this is like the third or fourth time I've seen the Eradicator now. It's gotta I, be up there. I highly recommend. Uh they played the restaurant side, which was a little weird. Especially considering the other side was like there wasn't anything going on at all. That's lame. Yeah, I know. Maybe they didn't sell enough tickets. Oh, yeah, that, that's what I'm assuming. Uh, but otherwise, it, it was a fucking fantastic show. Um, so I'm it going. Looked... <laughs> it looked awesome. It looked uh, very, yeah, very intimate. You could, you could see some of it on our Instagram if you yeah. go check that out. Uh. So I'm going with a song off their new album, their their final album, uh, according to the band. Ooh. The last one they're putting out. Uh, the Eradicator with You Can't Play Me. That means we got Parkway Drive coming up with Soul Bleach. Marty Robbins after that with Big Iron. Architects with Gone with the Wind. And The Eradicator with You Can't Play Me. You're listening to the Warren Bros. Show here. Realpunkradio.com. Let's check it out.
just perspective If you wanna survive Here's my little lesson the town of our free road a stranger one fine day hardly spoke to folks around him didn't have too much to say no one dared to ask his business no one dared to make a slip the stranger there among them had a big iron on his hip big iron on his hip it was early in the morning when he rode into the town he came riding from the south side, slowly looking all around. He's an outlaw, loose and running, came the whisper from each lip. And he's here to do some business with a big iron on his hip. Big iron on his hip. In this town there lived an outlaw by the name of Texas Red. Many men had tried to take him and that many men were dead. He was vicious and a killer, though a youth of 24 And the notches on his pistol numbered one in 19 more One in 19 more Now the stranger started talking, made it plain to folks around Was an Arizona ranger, wouldn't be too long in town he came here to take an outlaw back alive or maybe dead And he said it didn't matter, he was after Texas Red After Texas Red Wasn't long before the story was relayed to Texas Red But the outlaw didn't worry, men that tried before were dead Twenty men had tried to take him, twenty men had made a slip Twenty-one would be the ranger with the big iron on his hip Big iron on his hip The morning passed so quickly it was time for them to meet It was twenty past eleven when they walked out in the street Folks were watching from the windows, everybody held their breath They knew this handsome ranger was about to meet his death About to meet his death 
There was 40 feet between them when they stopped to make their play. And the swiftness of the ranger is still talked about today. Texas red and not cleared leather for a bullet fairly ripped. And the ranger's aim was deadly with the big iron on his hip. Big iron on his hip. It was over in a moment and the folks had gathered round. There before them lay the body of the outlaw on the ground. Oh, he might have went on living, but he made one fatal slip when he tried to match the ranger with the big iron on his hip. Big iron on his hip. Big iron, big iron. When he tried to match the ranger with the big iron on his hip. Big iron on his
Eradicator, The Architects, Marty Robbins, and Parkway Drive. Our week's in review. It's a whole bunch of music, CJ. And we've got a whole bunch more coming up because we are going to do our musical history. We have a radio show. That means we listen to music sometimes. Uh, and we obviously started listening to the music we listen to somehow. And that's what this segment is trying to answer. What music got us here? Uh, we've been going year by year trying to name off bands and songs that were very influential to us. And we find ourselves at year 14. Uh, last week, CJ, what did you have? Or well, had, last show, two weeks ago now. Yeah, I had the Red Chord, uh, Blue Line Cretan. Oh, yeah. And I had NoFX, uh, Leaving Jesus Land. Yep. Yeah. And we had... I can't remember who was on. Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, Jimmy. we had Jimmy on. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we went through all our music histories at 14. We are still on year 14 because... Man, this is going to be a fat year for music for us. Yeah, we're going to be on 14 for a while. Um, I'll just start it off, and then we'll go around, and we'll we'll uh, go through everybody's musical history. For me, I just remember hearing Michael Parenti ranting at the beginning of Choking Victim songs uh, and thinking, what is he talking about? <laughs> and then doing a bunch more research and becoming a radicalized youth. Uh, now you and- do the ranting. Yeah, now I do all the ranting uh, on rec- on record uh, for our show. But for me, uh, I'm doing a cover of Choking Victims Infested. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's a pretty sweet cover. CJ found it, and uh, I-, I like it a lot. So we're doing that one. But really, uh, any of the songs that had a Michael Parenti voiceover at the beginning could really be this song. It uh, could be the song I pick. CJ, what do you got? Uh, I, after picking the red cord last week, a bunch of songs came to came to my mind from this this year in my life. So I yeah, I know if you listen to that episode, you could hear the exact minute CJ just had like a, a that's so Raven moment where he just remembered yeah. everything all at once, and he's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> uh, so I'm going with uh, "Fear Before the March of Flames." Should have stayed in the shallows. All right, Joe. Era where <laughs> eras where bands would list their song names as entire. Yeah, so I'm following suit a little bit with that. A lot of mine comes from my uh, 04-05 Ozfest days. Uh, the song actually dropped right before my uh, 15th birthday, and it is uh, "Darkest Hour" with with a thousand words to say, but one. My God, dude! It's just a small paragraph. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> All right, Dave, what do we got? Uh, my pick, when I was 14, you know, like, people sucked. You know, you weren't really knowing who you who you were, what, you know, people made that worse. So I went with uh, Slipknot, people equals shit. That shit got me through some shit in uh, high school. And of and course, I said, I, yep, instead. It wouldn't be a moron, bros, if we didn't, uh, we didn't play some fun music. Yeah, we're going to do dick cheeses, people equal shit. I like that version better. Dave hadn't heard. <laughs> dude, when, Dave you're, when you're at a red version. light in your car, dude, it's definitely the one to turn up. Oh, dude, right. I'm going to blast that shit now. I got surround sound in that van, too. I'm going to blast that shit with it, too. Nice. 
Just that van blaring lounge music <laughs> where the guy says motherfucker. You also have to be careful, though, because he does say the N-word with a hard R. It's not, in that, it's not in that song. It's not in not the in that song. song but, but he will not. Yeah, no, he will not pull an N-word <laughs> he, out of the song. He's, he's dedicated he, to the original version. Yeah, if he does a rap song, he does not edit it at all. It's <laughs> fucking uncomfortable in certain yeah. spots. <laughs> Just downright uncomfortable. Jeez. <laughs> So we got fear before the March of Flames coming up with should have stayed in the shallows. Darkest hour after that with a thousand words to say but one. Justice denied covering choking victim infested and Richard Cheese covering slipknots. People equal shit. You're listening to the Bros Show here at realpunkradio.com. Let's check it out.
Richard Cheese there, justice denied before that with infested darkest hour with a thousand words to say but one. Fear before the March of Flames should have stayed in the shallows. That really is a paragraph. It's like a whole book. You you just read a page of a book to us in the form of 
song titles. Not quite, but I'm about to. But you are about to do that. But that is our music history this week. Hey, go to our weekly post and let us know your music history. Uh, What were you listening to at 14? Uh, Let us know in the comments. But without further ado, it's time for everybody's favorite segment here on the Moron Bro Show. It's time for Mbop to the top, an unauthorized autobiography of the band Hanson by Jill. Cocksucking whore from back in the day, Matthews. This is the segment where CJ reads one page of the book Mbop to the top to me and our guests, and we talk about it. Uh, Guys, strap in. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this segment, but it's a whole bunch of fun. Oh, yeah. I am actually a follower of this show, and this is my favorite segment, like no sarcasm. I mean, we're not sarcastic when we say it's everybody's new favorite and just favorite in general segment. It's it's so great. We're on page 38. We've gone through 37 pages. If you want to know anything that we've read prior to this, you need to go back, check out all the all the previous episodes, and one that's on a weird time recorded. Page 19, I believe. Uh, what is it? Allmylinks.com slash the Moron Bro Show. You can find all our stuff there, and you can go and check it out. All right, we're, we left off the middle of the sentence. You have to go back and uh, figure it out. Way to get Chris's attention. They Who's stopped Chris? him on the street. I don't even remember, to be honest. Yeah, that's kind of fucking crazy. <laughs> As Taylor told 16 magazines, she quantified it at 16. 16? This, this quote was in 16 different magazines. From or Taylor. was it the... No, hold on, CJ. There's a magazine called 16. Oh okay. yeah, alternatively, magazine. Yeah, it's in six. Magazine. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My follow up was going to be that she clearly has written sixteen different stories about this <gasps> story, just so that she can say she was in sixteen stories. She she told he told sixteen magazines. It's <laughs> like wow, she really quantified it. <laughs> it's a lot of magazines. <laughs> Fuck, we got way too prepared for this. All right. All right, here's the quote from Taylor from to 16 magazine. One magazine named 16. <laughs> we were doing our little song and dance, basically a cappella with our boombox behind us. We just went up to him and said, "Can we sing for you?" Then we put on a track of a song we had written and we just sang and danced for him. That's how we met him. Okay. How old were these kids? Wait, how old Chris were they? Chris is the, the mogul guy at uh, South by Southwest. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because he was like, look, I didn't go here looking for little kids. Yeah, he was described as a mogul. But, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was like the whole yeah, thing he, in the last, was in the last page. Thing. He wanted to make that very clear. He's yeah. like, look, I don't look for little boys. I found little boys, but I don't look for little boys. And they're basically like, yeah, we just went up to him on the street, started singing and dancing. Yeah. And he was like, fucking signed. (laughs) Chris was just on the lookout for Chris. Right. (laughs) He had to make sure his options were understood and that his intentions were clear. See, had I known when I was 16 and had a band, all I had to do was walk up on Chris and start playing. Fuck. I would have had the fucking equation down too. Yeah. I don't know, man, because he explicitly said he was not looking for little boys. Yeah, true. Well, hey, he's not looking for little boys. You guys should just go and set up in front of Chris's house, apparently. 
Yeah. Maybe we should. Can we get some more information on this Chris guy? Well, I'm about to give in you his Chris's last name defense, right now. In Chris's defense, though, Hanson looked like a bunch of little girls, though. Ooh. That's worse. I don't that's know. Like, kind of worse. worse. Yeah, because at least <laughs> yeah. there's plausible deniability if they're little boys. You're like, no, I'm, I'm straight. I'm straight. Like, it's cool. <laughs> okay, yeah, I wasn't going that way, but all right. <laughs> oh, that's no, that was that was where we were headed the whole time. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We've been on that road since. That was where we exited, actually. <laughs> uh, Chris Sabick described the meeting just slightly differently to the journalist Paul Elliott. I was having lunch in Austin, Texas, when the boys came up to me and asked if they could sing for me. Everyone else was ignoring them. They sang a cappella, and I just said, Where are your parents? I need to talk to them fast. Oh, because he wanted to sign them. Yeah, because he's a. Mogul. I thought he was just like, whose children are these? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody come get your children. <laughs> whose fucking kid is this? For real. But yeah, they're just like, so now they're just, as far as I see it, they're just walking around Austin, Texas during a giant street music festival. See, this, this does explain, unattended. though, why they're, why they're cool with unsolicited autobiographies. Uh, because apparently they got their whole career off of just being unsolicited. No one asked for this, <laughs> including the people who signed them. Yeah, Chris was bowled over and won over on the spot. His colleagues in the music industry, however, were not. The attorney later admitted, fucking "I don't like imagine. where this is going." I'll fucking there... imagine that, Chris. Imagine <laughs> that, Chris. Nobody else was like, "Hey, I found these kids at lunch. Like, this is a great idea, huh?" <laughs> Jesus Christ, Chris. What are you thinking, Chris? I come home now. It's my kid's birthday. <laughs> Chris is like, please let me come home. I don't want to be at South by Southwest. I found children. Oh. <laughs> Fuck, I'm sorry. The attorney later admitted, most record labels advised me to get away from this act as fast as possible. People said this act would ruin and humiliate me. It was very difficult. Oh, they would rue the day. Rue the day they said that about Hanson. Yeah. Still running strong, you know? Dude, seriously. I mean, honestly, like any band, any, I would love to be in the room with the people he was afraid to be judged by right now and be like, hey, where are those bands that you were signing in 1996 right now? Yeah. Please tell me. And then one of them's like, yeah, his name's Kanye West. I'm like, fuck. Where's Blind <laughs> Melon now? Got me again. Oh, where's Blind Melon now, you shit bird? <laughs> All right, but Chris would not be swayed by skeptics. He stuck on his first instinct, stuck by the band, and signed on them to manage them, along with Ike, Taylor, and Zachariah, and their parents. He worked tirelessly to help them realize their dream. He knew it would be an uphill battle. This guy's... You know what, though? I will say, in, in Chris's defense here, they do have balls, right? Like, to just do that? Like in the middle of the fucking street, in front of a guy at at lunch, like it's they're kind of like that Freddie got fingered scenario where he's dressed up as the Bobby. Gonna talk to the yeah, the Badger. Yeah. I want to talk to the Badger. Can Can we just iterate on how rude as fuck it would actually be in real time? No, oh, absolutely. To be like, hmm, you're eating lunch. Let me sing at you. Like, <laughs> that's I mean, uh, not a good look. 
Yeah, no, I mean, that's like, the, boo these children and start throwing <laughs> lettuce at them and shit. I was going to say, but what, <laughs> like, what option do you give him, right? If you do approach him this way, like, he has to be like, okay, you know, because, like, what's his other option? Like, in a public restaurant, be like, get the fuck out of me. <laughs> like, get out of my face. Yeah. That's exactly the other option. I've literally seen that happen in real time. Let me enjoy my lemon rice soup in peace, you little cunts. Yeah, I'm not buying yeah. your candy bars. Piss off. <laughs> I don't care about youth basketball. Please leave me alone. <laughs> All right. Uh, final little paragraph here. Back in Tulsa, according to a family friend, the Hanson family phone was ringing off the hook. There were many business calls, but even more were from squealing girls wanting oh, to talk Jesus. to Ike Taylor or or who? Who could that who third could person it be, possibly dude? be? Oh, dude. Okay, so again, she is. The, these are children she's talking about at this point. Like yeah. the oldest one is sixteen, and she really hyper focuses on how many little girls. Ninety really percent like of them. those little girls calling them were Jill Matthews pretending to be little girls. <laughs> Oh, for sure. Like, that is that is absolutely what was really happening. It's just like, I called them. I mean, little girls called them 60 yeah. times a day. Until she could uh, <laughs> trick them to a local Dairy Queen and get one of them alone in the bathroom. That's, I'm not, <laughs> I don't she think. Sucked her way to the top. See, we, Jill, we actually, what are you writing there? Oh, it's a book about <laughs> grooming. Joe made a pretty good observation uh, at work the other day where he said he thinks uh, that perhaps Jill Matthews was one of Walker Hansen's uh, side pieces. Yeah. One of many. I mean, how else would she have all this weirdly specific information in a place where she wasn't? Uh, right. And also got away with having this whole un uh, unauthorized biography of children without having any like repercussions for her actions. You know what I'm saying? So, like, Oh, for sure. So Dave, for context, Walker Hansen is the boy's father. Um, he is an oil baron. Uh, well, he works for an oil company, but he's high enough up that like they had to move around to different countries when they were kids. Um, so he's pretty well off. Uh, and so we assume quite a bit about, we we editorialize quite a bit as to uh, who that man was and the context of the in the context of the story, and it would seem that he threw his money around quite a bit. And he fucks. Oh, he fucks. Yeah, for he threw sure. some backs out, dude. He's got a dude. hammer or something. That guy yeah, might as well be a bad breaking hearts. He might as well Old be a bad chiropractor, like just hammer destroying backs all day. <laughs> This story is so ridiculous. But that is Mbop to the top, page 38, this week here on the Moron Bros Show. Make sure to come back every single week and catch up on the Hansons, or keep up with the Hansons. Uh, and then also go back and listen to our backlogs and check out all of the previous episodes for the last 38 weeks. Uh, and yeah, and that one weird time recorded episode. Hindsight, that was a bad idea. <laughs> what? How many pages no, is this book? 130? It's like, it's like 100 and something, and then like the last probably 20 pages, it looks like they break down what each one of their songs is about. 
So I'm we're gonna just gonna, gonna be listen to your whole podcast, all of them. <laughs> it's, yeah, you've got 38 hours, roughly. <laughs> we're well, see, here's like, the thing. we're uh, we're putting together uh, super cuts of all of the like like ten chapters at a time, so it's about like an hour to an hour and a half long. Uh, we're, we're gonna be releasing like those in our YouTube. Four pages until we hit the bonus section. Yeah. Nice. And we'll be releasing those on the YouTube, so that'll be coming soon. We still have to record. We have to re-record a couple things uh, because wish, early on we I weren't. I wish I would have known what I know now, and I would have instead of just reading it, saying the whole thing in the the two. Like R. Kelly. Yeah. Oh my God, I know. So if you guys aren't oh, following man. our Twitch, make sure check out our Twitch. Uh, last night or Sunday night, we watched the first twenty-two chapters of Trapped in the Closet. We will be finishing the last 11 chapters and this Sunday and bonus, bonus content this Sunday on our Twitch channel. So if you're not there, make sure after the show airs tonight, you go and check out our Twitch, follow us, and come and hang out. Um, yeah, you I've guys never... don't want to miss this. Hashtag let Twan do Twan. 100%. I this is the cried. new movement. I cried laughing last night when he started doing that woman's voice and, and the, the southern <laughs> accent. Bridget? I couldn't oh look God. at her. I couldn't look at the screen. I was laughing so hard. Like, it was just, it <laughs> It hurt me, dude. There's too much uh, to keep track gonna of. Find so said much this more, you're going to find out so much more about Pimp Lucius this Sunday, too. Yeah, I, I was wait. confused. That was a weird cameo that came in out of nowhere. Yeah, there was no context for that, it. That character becomes a, an integral part oh of the story. God. Look, man, there were so many guns drawn in that entire series, and the only person that got shot is the one person that didn't deserve to and i'm gonna I stand know, right? on that soapbox until i <laughs> literally just got out of jail just just yeah stepped foot as a free man and it wasn't even supposed to get shot that's the fucked up thing too like it wasn't <laughs> even meant for him so he Granted, couldn't be though, mad at anybody if you see it in the in the second <coughs> uh 40 minute section uh he healed from that gun wound pretty quickly so quick he's like yeah. wolverine well, the amount of time he had between getting shot and being ready to shoot whoever was coming to the door was asinine. There was nothing in between yeah. there. Yeah. Hey guys, this 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 converse, this conversation requires so much context. We should move oh, on. Oh yeah, um, um, you can't go rewatch it because we didn't record it or anything, and we can't vod it. But if you haven't watched R. Kelly's Trapped in the Closet on your own time. Just watch uh, the first, watch the first twenty-two, and then yeah. come to our Twitch channel this Sunday night yeah. and uh, watch it with us. Before you turn all... on the new Game of Thrones, come and hang out and turn on the Moron Bros, and then watch Game of Thrones after, uh, because it's going to be well worth it. It's an all-out adventure. I recommend you guys do it, and then make sure to turn in to the uh, the final chapter of that wild ride. You won't regret it. I promise. So anyway. You we're a radio it, show. There are a lot of loose ends, but yeah, we're, we're a radio show, <laughs> and this is Tuesday, and you know what that means? Every single Tuesday on every single great radio station, every great radio show, uh, they have a twofer on Tuesdays, and that's what we're doing. We're doing our twofer, twofer, twofer <laughs> Tuesday, twofer Tuesday. We're doing it, CJ. We've got a pretty cool couple of guests here. This is true. And uh, they've got a band. <laughs> they've got a band <laughs> called Eyes of Anguish. Cut that sexual tension with a knife. Yeah. <laughs> um, they've, yeah. And uh, we're going to play two songs of theirs. They just released a new single called Glaciers. They also have a single from back in March, you said? 
Yeah, that's right. March 2021, uh, or 22 to 2, I'm sorry. Uh, we opened for Soulfly, and we debuted this song on the night that we opened them, actually with uh, 200 Stab Wounds as well, who um, I heard oh, yeah. recently you guys play on the show. So, I, you know, ironically, small world there, but yeah, they're sick guys. Hell yeah, that's awesome. Oh, yeah, uh, so yeah, that song is Thorns? That is yeah. correct. Hell yeah. So we got Thorns and Glaciers coming up from Eyes of Anguish. It's our two, two, two for Tuesday. You're listening to the Marlon Bros Show here at realpugradio.com. Let's check it out. Down. 
Glaciers, the new track from Eyes of Anguish, Thorns Before That from Eyes of Anguish. Thank you, gentlemen, for the awesome tunes. Yeah, thanks for playing them, man. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dude, make sure to catch these guys uh, at a show in the future. Make sure to go and follow everything they're doing. Do you guys want to plug your band, plug all your stuffs? Yeah, I mean, pretty much any popular social media outlet, you can find us Facebook. Uh, Instagram is Eyes of Anguish Band. You can find us on TikTok, also on YouTube. Um, the two songs you just heard are on YouTube. Uh, Glaciers will be coming to the streaming platform, Spotify, Apple Music, here in the next few weeks, hopefully. So keep your eyes peeled. And uh, like we said earlier in the podcast, we got an EP coming out in January that you guys should keep posted for. If you guys follow us on Facebook and all that good jazz, we'll make sure to give you updates along the way, as well as maybe drop another single. But we'll see where the guys are at with that. And Hey, earlier in the show, I kind of teased that you guys might have an announcement, or did we, did we decide whether we were going to do that? Oh, yeah. Dave, you want to take this one? Yeah, we're dropping this shit. Uh, March 13th, we're opening up for Power Man 5000. Hell yeah, dude. The Hobart Art Theater, that's our hometown theater. Come out, hit us up, man. We Great got cheap ass tickets. Oh, man, it's going to be a badass show. You know, we were talking about bands from, you know, music when we were 14 years old. Hell that's yeah, dude. Right there, you know. That's Tony Hawk musical Pro history. Skater fucking 2, man. The amount of times I played When Worlds Collide while I was playing that fucking game. I've never unreal. heard... I've never heard the words Power Man 5000 or Slim Jim and not thought of the same things. Like I like the I just those things are unanimous in my head because of the the Slim Jim guy and yep, yep. and the guy from Power Man 5000 both looking like <laughs> the same the absolute crackhead energy only levels up. What was it? The Cookie Crisp Monster? Oh my god, it was one of those cereals had like that really crackhead energy type mascot, but uh Honeycomb. Yeah, I mean there's Yes, honeycombs. That's right. Oh, uh, yeah. That was the era for that kind of advertisement. So, I mean, well, what an era it was, really. Oh, yeah. And I think it was also, too, that, like, the Slim Jim guy would, like, rip through the, the like, logo, and then his face would get really close to the camera. And every time you see Static X, that's how their picture is as well. It's like, the face <laughs> is, like, really close to the camera. And I'm always like, that's the Slim Jim guy. My brother and I have an enormous love for Static X, so you're just hitting all the right check marks. I love it. It's fucking sick. I, dude, hell yeah. That's so awesome for you guys as well. That'll be a fucking banger of a show. So make sure that you guys are getting your tickets for that. Make sure you're keeping up with Eyes of Anguish. Um, and yeah, before uh, you know, we only have one last thing to do, but before we do that, I just wanted to say thank you guys again uh, for coming and hanging out with us today. It was fucking a blast. Yeah, this was fun. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. As always, thanks. You know, Keegan and I are buddies, and uh, anytime I get to kick it with you, it's always a good time. So thanks for having us on. And like I was saying before the show, uh, there's five of you, so we'll definitely uh, get a couple more of the guys from the band uh, to come on the Keegan and Friends show eventually, and uh, we'll see how how you guys do at uh, Movie Trivia. (laughs) I'm sure they'll do better than I did, that's for sure. We have one last thing to do 
here at the More Ambrose Show. Before we get out of here, it's the last thing we do every single week. It is our death pool. Each week we try to select somebody that we think is going to die between this show and the next. It's not necessarily somebody that we want to die, but it's somebody that we think is going to die. And as long as death is going to be a thing, we might as well get some pizza out of it because if we pick somebody who dies, we will have a pizza party here on the radio show. And if you go to any of our social medias, if you follow any of the links at allmylinks.com, is it all my links? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All my links. Go to slash the more on show. You can find all of our links there. Go to our weekly post. Let us know who you think is going to die. And if you get it right, we will door dash you a pizza. And I've made it clear. I will bring this up every week until we get that pizza to Rourke that we owe him a pizza and we are getting it to Japan somehow. But last week, CJ, who did we have? Uh, you had Henry Kissinger, and I had Bob Barker. Bob Barker, Henry Kissinger. Both clinging on by the fucking skin of their teeth. And I, I'm sticking to my rule every other week on Kissinger. I'm not going to just like hawk over one. Um, so this week, I am going with Ric Flair. Uh, he recently announced that he has a medical marijuana uh, strain coming out. And I think that that means he's going to get real earthly, in quotations, which means that the chemical cocktail that has kept him alive thus far will probably lose its effect. Yeah. Not that I want him to die, once again. It's just, that he's I, just going to be doing coffee enemas all day. Right. He's going to have to. To keep that complexion? Anyway. CJ, who do you got? <laughs> Leave me hanging on that. Fuck me, man. Uh, I, I was just trying to picture uh, Ric Flair's complexion. It's been so he looks long like a hot dog. Does he? He has okay. the same complexion as a well-cooked hot dog. Yeah, I haven't seen him in yeah. so long. But to I, be honest, even at the peak of his career, he wasn't like the most handsome stages. He, no, he's still he had a great look. head of hair, though. If he's, yeah, he was, he was doing kind of rough. <laughs> if he hits his head too hard, he might actually look like a hot dog. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I'm, going with, I'm going with uh, Bruce Willie. Bruce Willis. We all have some inside information knowing that he has stepped away from acting because of they his terminal his, illness. They're selling his face so they could CGI him in the movies of the future. That's I've seen that. There's a commercial with him, too, already. Motherfucker, dude. They're also, He's living in 3032, man. That's disgusting. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'm like legitimately upset by that i mean i'm excited to know that for like the next thousand years diehard movies can just keep happening i'm not that's not cool man they like just let get worse die. and worse things, every time things need ends bro like i'm so fucking sick and tired of these movies coming back or these series just continuing where it's like dude no just end it like things need dude, ends halloween ends was the biggest piece of shit i've ever seen in my life i agree it could with be you like percent but like the end, like the end of Game of Thrones was dog shit, right? Like everybody waited like all these years Guess to you like, see the end of Trapped in the Closet. Yeah, gets to the <laughs> the Sopranos ends like shit, but but it has an ending, right? Like you're not like you're not like sitting here looking for more. You're like, okay, it, it's over. That was a piece of art, and like it's like if if you just keep shows and shit going, that's like 
if the Mona Lisa was never finished, right? You're like, you're looking at an incomplete thing. And to keep it going is to actively fight the finishing of this piece of art. And it's like, you're, you're literally just bastardizing it at a certain point and you're reprinting like something that even on its face probably wasn't all that awesome, but like you're now cheapening it even further, like an eighties action movie cinematically yeah, the fast and furious dilemma. Yeah. Like the cinematically, these aren't things that are like relevant and but you continue to make them relevant because of nostalgia and because it makes money but like it doesn't actually add anything to franchises it's fucking disgusting anyway i'm sorry i just that the the fucking bruce willis thing just makes me so mad like let the man have feel like let the man be a fucking mortal dude <laughs> based on conversations that were had on your last episode i really feel like cj just did that particularly to guide you on no that was just something that, that i thought was weird it is weird. It's weird as shit. We should all be worried. <laughs> I'm just looking for any time that CJ goats you into a rant because that, those are personally my favorite moments. I don't. It's not hard to do. I mean, yeah. all you got to do is bring up something really stupid that sh- I shouldn't have an opinion about. I work with you. I've both been involved and seen it happen from the sidelines. It's still great. I wouldn't do that. I just would have brought up uh, Kanye again. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> all right, Dave. Dave, you you it's your first time picking a death pool pick and I'm I'm honestly I didn't pick Joe first on purpose because I just want to know who you picked. I'm you didn't tell Keith. us before. I'm going to go Keith Richards. Keith Richards, great pick. He's old as fuck. He's got to die soon. How old is he? Man is hanging on by a thread. He's a 5 foot 7 scrotum. <laughs> cocktail of every drug ever put out onto the market into one human being all right keith richards from dave what do you got joe sadly this is not one that i want to happen but it's the most realistic and i think it's mel brooks he's 78 uh he's 96 no no i'm talking about uh keith richards sorry Oh, right. <laughs> I was like, no, Mel Brooks is up there. God, that is a no, rough I mean, fucking 78. Because like, considering that Mel Brooks is 96, <laughs> he doesn't look much worse. He looks worse. just as old as Keith Richards. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't look worse <laughs> than Keith Richards, dude. But see, the difference Look. is Mel Brooks is funny. So he's, got, yeah. he's still got things going for him. Yeah. They're going to have a steel wheelchair tour soon. Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. That'll be awesome. They're going to be using like their canes as slides. <laughs> <laughs> oh man On just record, like, I don't want Mel Brooks to die oh absolutely not nobody Spaceballs is one of my favorite movies of like all time but I'm just saying man he's he's hitting that age how it's, come it's nobody told time. me my ass is so fat like that is one of the funniest <laughs> fucking I was so self conscious after watching that movie as a child that my ass was fat <laughs> like no shit i'm not even kidding i if you know what if he goes out i want him to be surrounded by nursing staff so that his last line can be i'm surrounded by assholes and then just oh my god yeah. dude what a legend <laughs> what a legend he would be keep oh, firing assholes <laughs> <laughs> says the nurses with the fucking cpr paddles uh what are they called defibrillators <laughs> yeah <laughs> so that is our death pool picks for this week everybody go to our uh social medias and while you're out there 
uh, trying to tell us what you've listened to uh, when you were 14, and then when you tell us uh, uh, what what else? What do we got? Uh, what? Death pool. Send Death us a picture pool. of your poop. We will guess what you ate. Right. <laughs> we're we're not scat fiends. We're scientists. And then uh, send us a picture of your buddy's mugshot. We'll guess the crime he committed. Oh, my God. No, please, 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 please send us your friend's mugshots because ultimately what I want to do is I want to do a guess the crimey at the live Keegan and Friends game show. I want to do a live guess the crimey, but here's the thing. I don't want to use random people's fucking mugshots. I want to use listeners' friends' mugshots. So sources of information. Yeah, I need people to submit their friends' mugshots so I can so people can guess what they did uh on on the show. So we got two songs left here on the Moron Bro show this week. Uh thanks to Joe and Dave for coming and hanging out with us. Hell yeah. It was a hell of a blast, man. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Uh, Westbound Train dropped a new album like out of nowhere. Dude, out of nowhere. And it's crazy that like we've had all these guests. We haven't been able to really get to it. But yeah, Westbound Train, it was fucking crazy. Uh, So I wanted to get a song going off of that. It is called The Landlord. After that, some more of that new chats. Because why the fuck not? Yeah, dude. New chats just needs rotation every single week. Yeah. With paid late. You're listening to the Moron Bros Show here at realpunkradio.com. I'm CJ. I'm Keegan. Make sure to come back next week and hang out with us here on Real Punk Radio. Look for us on iTunes and Spotify for a backlog of episodes. And one more time, thank you, Joe. Thank you, Dave, for coming and hanging out with us. Make sure, if you're listening to this, that you're going and checking out Eyes of Anguish uh, right after this. And then once you're done doing that, go and check us out on Twitch. We'll be live tonight after the show airs. Hail Satan. Yeah, smoke grass and Hail Satan. There it is. <laughs> he already said it, dude. You can run, but you still can't hide. How do you sleep with yourself at night? It's you. to know.